Hello, friend. Welcome back to Mostly Funny, the podcast where we talk about open things. We talk about funny things. We learn a lot. And I'm so excited for this year, you guys. I know that we are still in the middle of a pandemic, whatever. I'm so over that word. But this year is going to be so good. This year is going to be filled with new opportunities and growth, especially if you decide that's the kind of year that you want to have. And you're valid to feel the way that you feel, but I think that now is a really good time to work on our mindsets and stay as positive as possible because I feel, and maybe my predictions will be wrong, I feel like this year is going to be such a turning point. I already see such a fresh perspective from people on Instagram, on Facebook, Obviously, I can't see people in real life, but I think that this year is going to be really good. I feel abundant going into this year, and I thought I would share with you guys what I'm reading right now, which has also been contributing to my positive mindset, and it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. It's by David David Cameron Gakandi, I think it's his name. I'll put it in the show notes, but this book, honestly, is changing my life. It's amazing. (laughs) I highly recommend reading it. I'll link it for you guys in the show notes. But I am doing something this year. And this, every year I have, I always dive into a lot of personal development books. And sometimes I overdo it. And last year I was overdoing it. I was reading way too much personal development and burn myself out. So this year I'm committing to 10 minutes a day of just reading a, like if I'm reading a personal development book, I'm going to read it. If I'm, you know, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'll listen to 10 minutes of that or the whole thing or whatever. But I feel like 10 minutes a day is such an attainable goal. And if you are looking to grow your mindset, have a more positive life, maybe change this year up a bit for yourself, then I highly suggest finding something that, you know, finding an area you want to grow, find a book, podcast, whatever. Audiobooks are amazing for personal development and commit to 10 minutes a day and you will feel so good. You will change, it will change your life. And on that note, I would love to introduce today's guest. I have so many amazing guests coming on this month alone. I can't wait to see what this year brings. Um, But today's guest is a very special woman who I met a few years ago. Her name is Bobby. She's a photographer and she has a very unique story, not only just how she got into photography, But we also touch on something that's very sensitive and very deep, and that is miscarriage, something that she went through over this last year that changed her life. It's a very deep story, but there's a beautiful side to it that I can't wait for you guys to hear. And I know that so many of you have reached out to me um, regarding miscarriage. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I also had two, and maybe I'll talk about that in another episode, but with we chatted a little bit about it in this today's episode um with bobby but we talk about her story and it's so inspiring you'll cry you'll laugh you're gonna feel all the feels and yeah that's about it i'm not gonna i don't want to give away too much um but yeah just listen to this episode go give bobby a follow for sure and guys if you listen to this episode you love it you got some value please take a screenshot and tag me on your Instagram. Tag Bobby. So at Sam Perriard with an underscore and Bobby.Elaine photography. 
Um, I think it's, there's a dot there, <laughs> but I will definitely link her also in the show notes for you guys. So you can follow her, take her, send her some love. And I really hope that you love today's episode as much as I did. So without further ado, let's welcome Bobby. Hello, friend. Welcome back to Mostly Funny, the podcast where we talk about open things. We talk about funny things. We learn a lot. And I'm so excited for this year, you guys. I know that we are still in the middle of a pandemic, whatever. I'm so over that word. But this year is going to be so good. This year is going to be filled with new opportunities and growth, especially if you decide that's the kind of year that you want to have. And you're valid to feel the way that you feel, but I think that now is a really good time to work on our mindsets and stay as positive as possible because I feel, and maybe my predictions will be wrong, I feel like this year is going to be such a turning point. I already see such a fresh perspective from people on Instagram, on Facebook, Obviously, I can't see people in real life, but I think that this year is going to be really good. I feel abundant going into this year, and I thought I would share with you guys what I'm reading right now, which has also been contributing to my positive mindset, and it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. It's by David Cam- David Cameron Gakandi, I think it's his name. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's, this book, honestly, is changing my life. It's amazing. (laughs) I highly recommend reading it. I'll link it for you guys in the show notes. But I am doing something this year. And this every year I have I always dive into a lot of personal development books. And sometimes I overdo it. And last year I was overdoing it. I was reading way too much personal development and burn myself out. So this year I'm committing to 10 minutes a day of just reading a, like if I'm reading a personal development book, I'm going to read it. If I'm, you know, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'll listen to 10 minutes of that or the whole thing or whatever. But I feel like 10 minutes a day is such an attainable goal. And if you are looking to grow your mindset, have a more positive life, maybe change this year up a bit for yourself, then I highly suggest finding something that, you know, finding an area you want to grow, find a book, podcast, whatever. Audiobooks are amazing for personal development and commit to 10 minutes a day and you will feel so good. You will change, it will change your life. And on that note, I would love to introduce today's guest. I have so many amazing guests coming on this month alone. I can't wait to see what this year brings. Um, But today's guest is a very special woman who I met a few years ago. Her name is Bobby. She's a photographer and she has a very unique story, not only just how she got into photography, But we also touch on something that's very sensitive and very deep, and that is miscarriage, something that she went through over this last year that changed her life. It's a very deep story, but there's a beautiful side to it that I can't wait for you guys to hear. And I know that so many of you have reached out to me um, regarding miscarriage. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I also had two, and maybe I'll talk about that in another episode, but with we chatted a little bit about it in this today's episode um with bobby but we talk about her story and it's so inspiring you'll cry you'll laugh you're gonna feel all the feels and 
yeah, that's about it. I'm not going to – I don't want to give away too much. Um, But, yeah, just listen to this episode. Go give Bobby a follow for sure. And, guys, if you listen to this episode, you love it, you got some value, please take a screenshot and tag me on your Instagram. Tag Bobby, so at Sam Perriard with an underscore and Photography. Um, I think it's, there's a dot there, (laughs) but I will definitely link her also in the show notes for you guys. So you can follow her, take her, send her some love. And I really hope that you love today's episode as much as I did. So without further ado, let's welcome Bobby. Hey Bobby, what's going on? Hi. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here today. So good to see your pretty face. Aw, it's so good to see your pretty face. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) So Bobby is a photographer, honestly, the most amazing photographer I have ever met, hands down. We connected a couple years ago now because I was getting married. And after some events that I won't go into (laughs) detail, I needed a new photographer Um, I already had one hired and it was like, it was a kind of a disaster and I quickly searched and I knew that it was going to be tight, but I found Bobby online and we had a phone call, I think like that day and connected so well right away. Oh, it was perfect. I knew instantly. I was like, I sure hope this girl picks me because she sounds like a blast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, we already had our, um, engagement photos done when I, talk to Bobby, but, um, I like needed a new wedding photographer and her work one, it was amazing. And then obviously when I talked to you, I was like, yeah, please. And our date (laughs) happened to be free and she shot our wedding and oh my gosh, it was, those pictures are so good. They are so good. You guys. Oh, that makes me feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know what, what I loved about, um, about your style too, is that you're, you made everybody feel so comfortable. And I don't know if you remember this, but we didn't have a place picked out for like where we were going to get our photos done. And my husband picked it that day and you were fine with it. You're like, okay, cool. And you made it work. I kind of remember that that was the tree farm and uh, like, yes, I, oh, those were perfect. They were, it was so beautiful. Like we were a little worried because I was, because Clayton and I just really hadn't found anywhere around there yet and just being being parents like our son was so young and like just not really taking the time to like go out and search for somewhere before the wedding it was like the week of the wedding we're like where the hell are we gonna get these photos done and then Clayton (laughs) found that place that tree farm and it ended up just being so so beautiful Oh, the whole day ended up being so beautiful. Even despite the storm at the end of the day, it was the best day. (laughs) Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, you made it so easy. Everyone, what everyone was telling me after, they were like, she literally, she just knew what she, she knew what she was doing. She made, you made everybody like, you're like, do this. Everybody was super happy with the structure, but you weren't like, you weren't like, bossy either it was it was you were a leader in that that day and that helped that just kept everything organized and you it tells in the fo- you can tell in the photos like everybody was happy organized it was beautiful oh I love that I love hearing the other side of things because I see it one way but it's so different getting to hear the other perspective and I love that 
Yeah, I know. And it's so unique these days because, you know, you, someone who is your photographer or like anybody who does a service for you, you can stay connected with them if you want to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we did. Yeah. And we did. And here we are. So what got you into photography? Oh, this is kind of a funny story. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so it actually started out as a joke. Oh. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, I know, it's kind of embarrassing I say that now, but really, um, my friend had a camera, and we were looking at en engagement spots, wedding locations when I was getting married, and she had asked me to take a photo of her, and so I took her camera, I took a photo of her, and I turned around, and I looked at Jordan, my now husband, and I was like, wow, I'd make a great photographer one day. And I kid you not, one month later, he bought me a camera for my birthday. And that was the end of the story that I just knew. I just started taking photos. And I was like, I never realized this was such a passion for me to make people feel so empowered and loved and like captured yeah. connection. And I never looked back. I quit my bookkeeping job that went full time in a year and a half. And Wow. Now here I am. <laughs> I literally have full body chills. That's amazing. Oh, I, I always think about that moment. And I was like, you know, people talk about that life changing moment. Yeah. Like that was it. And even yeah. though I kind of joked about it in my heart, I was like, that first click felt good. Felt right. <laughs> like I couldn't explain it. Yes. Oh, it did. Wow. That's amazing. Well, and it's crazy because it, I feel like when you do something and it, it enjoy it's almost yeah. like, okay, I want more of this. And then when you do more of that, it brings you more of the things that you really want in your life. Like, totally. You know, and like, were you really happy in bookkeeping? Mm, let's not talk about, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, and I'm not saying it was the worst thing ever. It probably paid your bills, whatever. And it brought yeah. you to that, you know, it brought you to that moment, right? Somehow. Yes. And, yeah. Did. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's like, there's this, there's this beautiful like storm almost when you hit like a bottom and I'm not saying it was like a rock bottom, horrible story, but you know, you hit a bottom you're kind of like, okay, like, is this really what I want? Maybe you're questioning it consciously or subconsciously. And then something so tiny happens. Like for you, it was a joke and you're like, oh crap, my <laughs> life in an instant on a dime. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. And not like that bookkeeping, like bookkeeping was bad or anything, but like I grew up dairy farming and I went from being on my feet 24 seven, being connected with these cows to sitting behind a desk. Yeah. And it was just like, something's wrong. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm not myself. And then that moment where I took that camera and I was on my feet talking to somebody, it was like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I can definitely relate to like the being, I could never sit at a desk all day. I just no, And people that can, like I give props to them. Like you all are amazing. And if you yeah. love what you do, like bless you. <laughs> we need those people. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's so cool. And I just want to say like, there are a there are a lot of photographers out there. There are so many photographers out there. And I could almost say that it's, it can be a very saturated industry, like just like everything right now. But the thing is, is with your photography, it's not just pictures. There is so much passion behind it. And like your edits, just everything. I'm blown away every time you post a photo. And that's not oh. even, I'm not even just tooting your horn because I love you. It's literally because 
I just can't even believe it. It's art. It's expression. It's so amazing. And I just love it. Like since I ever, since the first time I was like, that's our photographer forever. (laughs) You're going to make me cry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just cry. Get it yeah it's just you just made me feel so good oh my god (laughs) thank you I really mean it and um yeah we so on my husband's computer um he's actually got like a computer and then he has like a screen beside it okay yeah and so it goes to screensaver and it's always our wedding photos and we always just end up standing there watching them (laughs) oh I love that oh Mm -hmm. it was just so perfect (laughs) they're they're beautiful and so you recently also started a boudoir page which is which is a private kind of community for women on Instagram right yeah so women's only page so that I don't know people can share these images that made them feel so good Mm -hmm. but in a secure and private setting I screen everybody that wants to follow the page that's amazing so what made you kind of want to do that Well, actually, like when I started photography, it was one of the biggest things that I started Mm. and I just could never share the photos because it is a private thing. Like, even though people love the photos and people like, I don't know, they just love everything about those sessions. It's a weird and kind of personal thing to share. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create a safe environment where I can share another type of art that I love. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And like, yeah, because it's a, it is a private thing and like women in their underwear or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it's such an empowering thing. Like it really is. I've been saying forever. I've wanted to do a boudoir shoot. And I told Clayton last week, um, I was like, I'm going to go down to see Bobby and do a boudoir shoot because I like that. It would be the most empowering thing ever. Just being able to own your sexuality and have somebody who enjoys doing that type of photography and I already know how comfortable you make people feel like I would 100% only do it with you (laughs) (laughs) I love that and I feel like you would love it too like my goal for each session is to feel connected with yourself and feel connected with your power and feminine like your feminine side and just love all your curves and your whole self and every which angle you can so that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. So she, you, so you have three pages then on Instagram, right? Yeah. I have my personal page, which I kind of just post all my random selfies. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have my main kind of couples portraits wedding page where I kind of target that market and then my boudoir page. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm kind of all over the place on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well, you got many facets of your, your business, right? And some people will have like a business page. Some people will have just like a personal family page or whatever. Yeah. That's different, different, um, uses. I love it. Yes, totally. I love it so much. Also, um, this is like, I'm going to just change, change the direction here for a second. Um, (laughs) I've been meaning to ask you, um, so Bobby has two geese (laughs) (laughs) for the winter they did so they actually came back this spring yeah so that was like a mind-blowing moment so if you guys want to see the cutest story that's gonna make you cry if you go to my main photography page I have an IGTV whatever those things are video and there's the whole story about how he raised these two geese that should have never survived and they came back to visit. I can't even believe that. Okay. So you had these baby geese and then like, I saw your video of you running with them and they're flapping their sweet. Oh, <laughs> they're my babies. You don't, 
don't even know how much I love geese. Like I scream <laughs> cried every time you post. Those. I was like, no, that is my dream come true. Like literally. And, I'm <laughs> and, and we didn't like, even expect it to happen. And no it was kidding. just like such a random thing. And when they hatched, we're like, how do we raise geese? Yeah. We're like, <laughs> these shouldn't have even survived because they're the hardest, like one of the hardest eggs to hatch. Hmm. Wow. And these things went through a feeding machine, through a hay pile, and they didn't crack. Wow. And then they hatched. Yeah. It was amazing. It's so surprising, like, how amazing nature can be. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And then, so they left for the winter last year, came back in the spring, and then are they gone again? Did they stay all summer? Yeah. They kind of flew with, like, a bunch of other geese, like, um, in the springtime. It's like they kept moving. So okay. we're kind of hoping they're going to come back, but I feel like they might not. Maybe they'll come back next year, though. Maybe they will. You're their Fingers mom. crossed. Yeah. I know, right? And every morning, Goose would come to our house and sit on our roof and honk for us to come out and, like, say hello. And I really miss that. As much as I hated it at 5 a.m., I kind of miss his little honking. Of course. That's crazy. There's, <laughs> there's a movie... I don't know what it, I forget what it's called. I think you probably know what the one I'm talking about. Oh, um, Far From Home or Fly Home, Fly Home something. Home. Fly Away Home or something. Fly like Away that. Home. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And since that movie, I was like, that is me. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I was like, please, if, but like legit, if they come back in the spring, like I'm getting in my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that. Come camp out on our yard. Let them yeah. bug you. I would love that. I'll just lay there and be like, please be my friend. Yes. One of them's a little shy, but Goose, Goose named Goose is, he's all out there. He just yeah. loves it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maverick, right? Yes. Goose is oh, Maverick. I love him so <laughs> That's amazing. Aw, that's so good. So we are also wanting to talk about a couple other things. We're probably going to get a little heavy here, everybody, but by popular demand. I have been getting a lot of um, DMs about this and Bobby's going to talk about it. She's been through something over the last year and a bit, year and a half-ish, mm -hmm. and she's going to shed some light on it. So <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, but yeah, both of us have been through something like this. I haven't talked about my personal story, but maybe I will in another episode, but Bobby had a miscarriage. Did you have one or two? Um, one miscarriage and then a chemical. So okay. early on, but one miscarriage passed. Yeah. Oh. Six, seven weeks. And oh gosh, it's so terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Though probably the hardest thing I've ever been through. Yeah. And you never expect it, especially when you want to have a baby and you know, you're, you're planning this like version of your life and it gets it just basically gets ripped away from you mm -hmm. yeah so what so when that happened like how, like what exactly happened if you don't mind me asking so it happened last year um so last year in i think it was october i found out i was pregnant and it was kind of a surprise because like we we're trying not trying like we didn't expect right. it to happen right and then I kept having this gut feeling like, I never said when we have this baby. I kept saying, if we have this baby. And it just like, it was, I think it's because it's a scary time. It's a huge change in your life. Like 
-hmm. you don't expect things to happen and change that fast. And then, so I had my first doctor's appointment and I told him, I was like, I need to just like be sure, like, could we get an early ultrasound as soon as we can? Like, I don't know. I'm nervous. My heart's beating. Like I just, this is a huge change in my life. And so we ended up getting an early ultrasound Mm -hmm. and we actually saw the heartbeat. And so baby was there, but it was slow. Mm. And so I don't know how personal you want me to get, but I'll get pretty personal here. So, (laughs) and so throughout the week, we, when we saw the doctor the next day, he was like, it doesn't look good. Your hormones, your HCG or G, whatever that hormone is, is going down. It's not looking too good. Like be prepared for the worst. They weren't actually expecting to see a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And so I remember during that week, probably I cried probably 24 hours a day for an entire week. And I remember standing in the shower because standing in the shower is always my my go-to makes me feel clean, makes me feel yeah. things are washing away. And I used to be able to like close my eyes. This might sound weird, but for those who are visualizers, I used to visualize a black screen and I could see little sparkles kind of like pumping. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like yeah. little pu- like sparkles pumping out. And I was standing in the shower and I, I looked down on my belly and I was like, I'm okay if you need to go. Yeah. Like I'm ready. Oh man, tears coming. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm okay. It's your time. I love you and it's okay. And I closed my eyes and it was just a black screen. And I just knew in that moment, baby was gone. Mm-hmm. And ne- the next week we got an ultrasound and baby was gone. Yeah. And I opted to do just because it was still quite early on. Like I was supposed to be 10 weeks and baby was only seven-ish weeks when it stopped growing. Like mm-hmm. couldn't quite make it. And so... I just remember opting for a natural miscarriage. And as soon as I knew it was within 24 hours, my body was like, here we go. Yeah. You're ready. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just did everything by itself at home, at personal, which yeah. was kind of nice because we got to bury our little bean just in a sacred spot we love. And so, yeah. That all happened last year, just before Christmas, and so made last Christmas really hard. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> You're making me tear up. Um, I'm just bawling over here. Yeah. <laughs> it is the hardest thing, and you know what? Like, there is, there's nothing that can prepare you for it, but I really resonate with what you said. Like, you kind of, you do know, and yeah. you know, having two as well, I had two last year, you, you know, you're like, if this baby is born, it's, but then when you actually are pregnant, you know, in your heart, your baby's coming and it's going to be sitting there in your arms one day. But when you, yeah. baby, when the baby isn't like, you do know. Yeah. That motherly instinct is real. It, it is. And I, something that really, um, sat with me. So last year or yeah, it was last year now, February. Um, I, was, you know, trying everything I could to ignore it. Cause I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain and mm-hmm. I flipped on a podcast and for some reason the podcast turned to talking about grief. And she said, and it was talking about like, um, your, if your partner's in grief and husbands turn this up, if your wife is going through a, a miscarriage right now, this is what to do. And 
it was like you, you as a mother, you start mothering that baby as soon as, as soon as it implants, you yeah. are that baby's mother. So for the, for the, for the husbands, like they, they don't feel what you feel. And you, at first, right? Like until your baby starts showing and everything, like they don't feel what you feel and you're mm-hmm. the loss and the hormones and you basically have to go through, you have to purge all those hormones and everything. So with the loss, the grief, you know, it's, you've already made a life for that baby in your brain, like your heart, your soul, and it's gone and it gets ripped from you. And I don't think anybody can prepare you for that, that kind of thing. No. No, not at all. I, yeah, that, one of the hardest things to grieve is the loss of a life you thought you were going to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then after, after that all went down, did you guys start trying again right away or did you kind of just give yourself some time? Um, when I felt better, I would, like the doctor pretty much said, like, as soon as you feel okay, mm-hmm. like go for it. Yeah. And so like, as soon as I felt better, like we weren't, maybe the first month we weren't trying, trying, but then we started trying, trying and trying, trying for a long, long time. Yeah. And so then it, I don't know, it, it kind of consumed your every thought, like it consumed my every thought. I was like, I need it back. I need it back. I need it back. And yeah. then like, I couldn't cope with the fact that I, I always felt like it was my fault. And I knew like, and I knew it wasn't my fault. Like, yeah. Your bodies are capable of doing anything and everything it needs to do to support a life. Mm-hmm. And there's always a reason yeah. that, that maybe that life wasn't able to be supported. Like, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's natural. And it happens to, I got told by a high risk doctor that it's one in three women will experience it. Yeah. And whether they know it or not, because some people it happens early, mm-hmm. they go through that. Yeah. And so pretty yeah, big t- yeah, pretty much every mother that I know has had one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. And nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. And that's also why I want to be more candid about it and, more, and talk about it. Because the thing is, is women are suffering in silence about this and it hurts. And that's also why, right? Mm-hmm. I think that people, you know, as a mom, whether you have a baby earth side or not, you're a mom. And for some reason, moms feel like they need to be strong. Like for some yes. reason they need to be stronger than, than the pain. And it's, you don't have to be, you really don't, you, you are allowed to feel that pain. You are allowed to feel sad for as long as it takes. And the, mm-hmm. and the, and the thing that also I felt like something that I'm like kind of overcoming now is like, I thought I should have been over it. I'm like, I should be, I should be over this. I should be over this. I should be over this, but I'm just not you know? No. And I feel like there's never a chance to get over that. Like Mm -hmm. I passed the baby's due date and it hurts. I passed the day I miscarried and I know the exact date, the exact time, the exact place I was at. Yep. Like you just know. And I feel like I have never fully like, I'm not like I haven't gotten over it. I've just come to terms with it in a sense that that baby made me a mom. Yeah. And will always be there. And will always be there to watch my future children. Will let me know. Mm-hmm. Will always guide me. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I can lead into a different story later about that. Just it's kind yeah. of a cool story. Yeah. Just a little yeah. bit about that later. Well, let's so. get into it. Let's get into <laughs> okay. it. So, so now, okay. So after this last year, 
you guys had been trying and now what? Give us now some I am pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> After a long year with almost identical due dates, it's like my little baby came back. <laughs> so crazy. Oh my God, I'm crying now. <laughs> yeah. And so the cool, I guess it, it's a cool story for me. So Blue Jays don't happen to come to Medicine Hat very often. And on the day I found out I was pregnant, I saw a Blue Jay. On the day I found out I wasn't pregnant, I saw a Blue Jay. Wow. On the day I found out I was pregnant this year, a Blue Jay was hopping around our yard almost to tell you, like, I'm back. Oh, my and God. So, oh, and it was just, the, like, I looked at Jordan and I was like, oh, man, something's different today. And then I took a test. Like, I went and taught my aqua fit, all my little ladies in the pool. And after <laughs> that, I went to shoppers and I was looking at the test and I'm like, I'm just going to bring it home. Like, mm -hmm. after 12 months of negatives, like, what's going to what's gonna be a positive today? Right. Like, like it was a long journey of self-discovery and yeah. growth personally. And so I brought that test home. Little Blue Jay was still there. That's took amazing. the test. It was positive. I screamed in the bathroom. Jordan was running out to work and he thought something was wrong. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and so I, nothing special told him right in the hallway. I was like, it's, they're here. Like he's here or she's here. Like yeah. it's here. And then that oh night we God. saw a double rainbow. So we got our rainbow baby. So oh it's like our my, old, my little baby just telling me it was going to be okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have like full body chills and trying so hard. My ugly cry right now. I know. I'm trying so hard not to stumble my words. So if I'm mumbling, I'm really sorry. No, you're doing great. <laughs> That's the most beautiful story and gives so many people like me help or um, help um, hope <laughs> that word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't believe that. I, I'm a firm believer in signs too. That's crazy about the Blue Jay. I, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Oh my God. Yeah. Not, I just, I just knew when I seen that little Blue Jay, it was like, oh, he's like, I always thought my first one was going to be a boy. Like I just had this feeling he was a boy. So yeah. every time I saw the Blue Jay blue and the boy, like, I'm like, they're like, he's here. Like he's coming to say hi. Like, oh <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, Bobby. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> that is a crazy story, but so amazing. And I, I really firmly believe that this kind of stuff happens for like, I'm not going to say like everything happens for a reason, but I think that it happens for us. You yeah. Know? Like, I think that it doesn't happen to us. It happens for us for some reason. And when you look into your baby's eyes, like you're just going to know, you're going to be like, you're here you know, that other one unfortunately had to go, but you're here. Maybe it's the same little soul. Who knows, right? Yeah. Everything lined up perfectly. How far along are you now? Um, about 16 and a half weeks. Ah, oh my God. Yeah. Do you feel yeah, like it's slowly, going slower fast? Um, I feel like my belly's growing fast, but the time <laughs> is so slow and I'm like, oh, like it's gonna be another five and a half months before we get to see this little bean yeah and like we'll get to hold it we get to see see it on the ultrasound at the end of the month so I'm excited that'll be halfway and yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I know it's crazy yeah. when I was pregnant with my son Jackson I it felt like it was going by so slow and then when it comes out you're like get back in there no <laughs> yeah I'm not ready <laughs> But so it goes by so fast once they're out. I swear to you, I can't even believe he's three. I'm like, what? You turned three. Aww. 
He's just like the cutest little boy ever. He is. I love seeing him on all your Instagram stories and videos and He's a miracle, and I, I really, you know, and having those miscarriages, it really, like, this sounds kind of bad, but it's true. It's the truth. Like, it really made me appreciate motherhood differently. Yep. I have looked at this pregnancy and this journey so different. Like, yeah. like because now, my first, I didn't get to see. And so yeah. now my second baby, I get to see. Yeah. And so now, like, I get to appreciate the little kicks throwing up every day I get to appreciate (laughs) all these little things that sometimes turn into a dread but then I'm like it'll get easier and it'll be worth it yeah and every moment will be worth it yeah absolutely yeah I know you're like puking in the toilet and you're like thank god thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) puking up my like salt and vinegar chips and I'm like I still love you but thank you baby (laughs) baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's exactly what it's like Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's such a good story. So I remember we were chatting, oh, I don't know, a few weeks ago or something. And what did, what were you taking? A coenzyme? Is that what you did differently? Yeah. So I read this book called It Starts With an Egg. Highly recommend it because it also gives tips for men and stuff like that, like how to help oh. their sperm and their quality. Okay. And so I learned that an egg, it takes three months to make a perfect egg. Like, you don't just make a perfect egg every month. It takes three months to make an egg that's going to be released. And so I was taking uh, coenzyme 10, I think. And it just recommends for, like, cell energy reproduction and stuff like that. And I was taking my multivitamin, <laughs> elevating your butt. <laughs> like, yeah. anything that's going to help. I was like, I will twerk on the wall if this is going to help me yeah. get a baby. Like. <laughs> Anything we could do. I made my husband wear loose underwear for a few months because that's supposed to help and and everything. And so all those little things. And I swear, acupuncture, that same month I started acupuncture was the same month I got pregnant. And it just, yeah. And okay, I was laying on the table and like, I don't know, we have, like, however she did it, and there was a heat pad kind of on my tummy, and I could literally feel, like, the energy going to my tummy. Like, I just knew something was different this month. I could feel the energy working. I could feel so aligned, and so I highly recommend trying acupuncture. Scary, kind of hurts, not gonna lie. I hate the ones in the feet. (laughs) Yeah, the ones in the feet hurt, right? Yeah, because it's your stress point, and so every time, it's like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. (laughs) I know. I Yeah, I did. I've been doing acupuncture as well for for fertility, because we're trying to get pregnant, too. Yeah. um, Yeah, it was weird. Like, I, he put it in my toe, and I was like, oh, that one's And he's like, like, tell me if it subsides. I'm like, it's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it still hurts. He's like, when I put it in the other one, it might be fine. I was like, okay. And he put it in the other one and I'm like, ah. oh, and then yeah, the flinching and you're like tense. And it's like, this doesn't make it any better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That acupuncture work. I'm, I think I'm going to go again. I went like five times so far. Yeah. No, I went four weeks in a row. And then by the fifth week I was so sick because I was pregnant. Oh. And then I was like, what is happening? And then I couldn't go because I was puking all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm barfing. I can't be there. Yeah, I'm like, I can't smell anything. I can, I still have a hard time with certain smells, so. 
Oh yeah, for sure. That might last uh, forever. Just saying. No, no. Why would you say that? Positivity <laughs> here. <laughs> It'll get easier, but yeah, like when I was pregnant, because I already have a really strong sense of smell before I was pregnant. And then when I was pregnant, like everything, like I was like, oh my gosh, here's a little, here's a little hack for you. Find a smell you like. So like maybe it's like a bounce sheet or like like a nice lightly scented like oil or something like that that you can use and just put it on the back of your hand and then if yeah. you're in a smelly situation you can just smell. just put it in there yeah that's perfect it helps okay <laughs> oh I need that because sometimes I'm like sitting there and I'm like oh oh no I was like hopefully no one can see me turning white as a ghost I'm yeah. like this is not good yeah <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was pregnant with Jackson um the like cigarette smoke Oh yeah. Uh, I was like, he- like headache, puking, hot. So then I yep. my told me, she's like, yeah, just put something on the back of your hand and just kind of like sniff it. Sniff it. <laughs> Smell it's yourself. Sweet or something. Like, yeah. It's fine. Oh, that's perfect. I'm like, gonna use that. Yeah, it's it works. It helps, and you'll probably even back out because most people do. So I'm sorry if I scared you about that. I didn't mean to do that. I hate when people no. say pregnant women. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, never. You you try. I've been through a lot. You you can't scare me. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, yes. Yeah. I yeah, but my sense of smell, like it just didn't go back to normal. So like when I was pregnant, I had all these perfumes, like expensive perfumes. That was always like my thing. I loved expensive perfumes and like mm. and shoes. Like those are my two shopping things. Everything else about me, it's like. No, it doesn't match that. <laughs> but, but those two things I always really like. And when I was pregnant, Clayton and I were packing to move. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, I'm throwing all these out. And Clayton's like, no, don't do it. And I still, I have them all. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I don't like any of these. Yeah. Uh, that's like my favorite shampoo. Yeah. Can't use it anymore. Yeah. And I feel like I'm never going to be able to go back and use it. Yeah, thank God. It's fine. Though. Yeah. Oh. just do what you gotta do soon it'll be masked by baby puke and you'll be like ah oh the best smell ever yeah. I don't care. you'll be like yeah you'll be going to you'll go in public your shirt will be like inside out and backwards you'll have a little bar on your like, good. it's no big deal it's fine i'm living my life yeah. living my best life carol <laughs> oh that's amazing that's amazing so are you so do you have a birth plan like obviously you know it can always change but like what is what what are your hopes um to get through it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and honestly I'm just going into it with an open mind if I need an epidural I'll get an epidural if I don't I'll do it naturally like I'm really not opposed to anything yeah are you gonna go are you gonna deliver at a hospital Yes, I think so. I mean, I live so far out of town. I'm so scared that like I'm going to go into labor and baby's going to be born on this grid road in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> but I'm hoping I'll make it to the hospital. You will. You yes. know, um, yeah, like I don't know of anyone who like with their first kid, I don't think I've heard of anyone having like their baby super quick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like the second one comes a lot quicker, so <laughs> you'll be experienced yeah. by then, though, so you can just birth it yourself. <laughs> You've birthed cows before, right? Yeah, so I, I'm like, kind of, like, can do this for myself. Yeah, you just stand there, squat. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> That'll be the second one. The first one, yeah, you'll you'll make it. It's your body, like it's weird. Like when you're in labor, your body almost you almost need prompting from the nurse, like what to do, kind of. Yeah, because you're probably just so overwhelmed. It's like now what? Like what's just, happening? Yeah, your body's never done it before. You know? Yeah. So it's just kind of yeah, like so. oh. She's like, oh, you're having a contraction. You're like, I can tell. It's like, okay, now when you contract, push, right? But yeah. 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 So we're going into an open-minded and just going with the flow, which I feel like I do with everything. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best. That's the best. Um, Clayton and I went to um, like a birthing class and honestly, I I cannot recommend it enough. Honestly. I didn't know those existed. They're amazing. Yeah. There, it was pretty affordable too. I think it was under a hundred bucks, maybe like $80 and you get like two or three days. Um, and they like, they go through everything, like what possibilities might happen, like what to do if you don't make it to the hospital, like how to push properly because, um, even like some nurses and stuff, like they, they, they don't tell you how to push properly. And it's like, yeah, my friend, my friend pushed for three hours without pushing properly because she didn't go to one. She didn't go to birth class Two, she like the nurses just were telling her to breathe through her pushing when you're actually supposed to like hold your breath and try to poop. Like that's how you're supposed to push. No, (laughs) really? Yeah. my, My, when I was giving birth, like when I was like actually pushing, I was like, I tried to breathe at first and he's like, no, he's like, hold your breath and poop. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Baby was out and like, it was out pretty quick once I started that. Oh, interesting. That's good to know. And it's good to know there are classes for that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Amazing. Honestly, like out of everything that I, like, I was obsessed with reading while I was pregnant. Like I read everything. And oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing I did though, like the best thing that prepared me the most was the birth class. And they're awesome. Like they're like, yeah, don't, don't have a plan. Like, just like you, like go in open-minded because you just never know. And it's better to not be disappointed in case like maybe, you know, maybe you don't want an epidural and you're, and then it's, you're in pain. So you're like, you end up getting it or the doctor advises you to get it. And then you're not mm. like, oh, I feel like a failure or anything. Cause you're not, you just yeah. give birth, whether you get a C-section or you birth naturally with an epidural in a tub, like it doesn't matter. Like you'll get that baby out and it's still giving birth. <laughs> yeah, totally. And there's so many different ways to do it and you don't know what your body's going to be like until you've done it. So yeah, absolutely. You'll do great no matter what. And I promise you, well, I can't promise you, but I doubt you'll have <laughs> your baby on a, on a dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be another podcast story to tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, you know, obviously we're hoping to have more and I'm like, the second one, if the second one comes a lot quicker, like, what am I going to do? Call the neighbors and be like, hey, can you just take my kid? I'm just going to quickly give birth. Right. <laughs> just got just to go quick. Just, just coming now. I got to quickly shoot this baby out. On the <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they don't birth babies here in Lacombe anymore. So, um, oh, next- where would you have to go? Red Deer, but that's where I gave birth to Jackson too, but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to actually have a home birth next time if I ever get pregnant again. Ooh, do they have midwives then in Lacombe and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I would probably get a doula as well. Oh, do yeah. I couldn't remember the other name. I was like, there's one more name for them. <laughs> yeah. There's like doulas who you pay for. And then there's midwife. So like your midwife comes to you and like, does like comes to you. So you don't have to go to any doctor's appointments mm. other than like your ultrasounds. And then your doulas, like you're basically like your birth person. I think I don't remember. Yeah. Like a birthing coach. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
So yeah, I really want to experience a home birth next time, but I, I was, I was happy to be in a hospital last time. Yeah. Yeah. Either way is fine. And who knows, right? Like if, if something goes weird or your baby's breached, like you're going to have to go to the hospital anyway. So yeah. Better just keep an open mind about it all. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to do great. I'm so happy for you. When you told me you you were pregnant, I was just like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I was, I was still kind of shocked. Like after, I don't know, after you go through something like that and it takes a year to get pregnant again, you never think it's going to happen. And so the month that it did, I was just like, I can't believe this. Like it's our, it's our time. It's our month. And and here we go. (laughs) I know. Yeah. We're kind of, so we now we've been trying for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So two miscarriages. My last one was on Valentine's day. So I had, two. I had one, I, one was about six weeks, the first one. So like you and I had them kind of close together. And then the last one was, I was like nine weeks. Aww. And it was weird because I kind of had the same feeling too. I was like, I don't know. Like, Something don't feels know. off. Yeah. yeah like, we you know, out, we were out for supper and I was like trying to be optimistic and like, you know, and Clayton even like, he's like, you're only nine weeks. Do you want to sip on my drink? I was like, no, no, I better not. Right. Like it wouldn't have done anything, but I, but he was kind of joking, kind of not. And I was like, no. And then we got home and like, I went pee and you know, there was blood. And yeah. And I was like, like, I kind of was in denial for a couple of days. And then I just, it just started coming and coming and coming. And I was like, I just knew it was over. Yeah. And it was, I'm just like, I'm just glad I didn't have that sip of alcohol because then I would have blamed myself way more. Yeah. Even though I know that. I feel like you always, like, I feel like as women, we blame ourselves when things go wrong, even if it's not in our control. Like, we can't control that. No, you can't. And that's the thing too. Like, even, even my doctor, he's like, he's like, it happens to one in four pregnancies and he's like, you he's like, you're not the exception. Like, he's like, I don't see most moms I see have had at least one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. So scary. And there's nothing like, there's nothing in my blood work really that can, that would have caused it. Like I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. Just is what it is. And I hope that if, if you're listening to this today, that you don't, that anybody who's been going through something like this, that one, you're not alone Two, that there's hope for you as we can see with Miss Bobby and that, you know, it's not your fault for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there was, um, yeah, another crazy thing, actually, one more thing that happened. So I had that, la- that first miscarriage and then um, uh, a friend of mine's sister, she sent me a package, but I hadn't received it yet. Like a a self-care kind of package. Like she went through a really bad miscarriage as well. And like wanted to send me something very sweet. And Aww. I opened the package on Valentine's day and it was like this necklace and like a little book, like an, a little like self-care book and like a little letter, like about like your baby, your angel baby and all that stuff. And that was the day I had my second one. And it was like, it was like a sign, like, here's like, you need this today right? And wow. it was since her and I had talked, but she just like, it just took a bit for her to get it to me or whatever. Right. And it was like this sweet little package about like, you know, and it was crazy that it came on the day that I was having my second miscarriage. Okay? Yeah. Like, like timing. It, yeah. I always like, 
always told myself like kind of just self reassurance over like the last year you're in the right place at the right yeah. time doing the right thing and mm-hmm. I love and appreciate myself and like it's crazy how signs like flow and like can show you it's like it's okay you've mm-hmm. got people here you're gonna get through it yeah but we're here for you <laughs> Yeah. And it's crazy because even I think it was like a month or something before you told me you were pregnant or maybe a little bit more. You're like, I'm just, I'm happy. Like I'm feeling like, you know, like I'm accepting whatever the universe has in store for me. I feel like that's such a beautiful place. And like, that is finally where I'm getting to right now. Right. Like, yeah. And, um, cause so yesterday I got my period yesterday and I, this was the first month that I didn't cry about it. And I was like, all right. It takes a while. Yes. It does. I cried last month. I just couldn't even get up. Like I just laid there and cried. And just yeah. Move. And I was like, really this again? And then this month I'm like, you know what? Like I am blessed. I have a son, which, you know, like I'm never ever going to take away from like secondary infertility, infertility, because that's, it's really tough, especially when you have like a vision for your family, but I'm blessed we have a beautiful thriving son. We have Clayton's business is thriving. Like I'm starting my speaking career. My podcast is thriving. Like everything's going well. I'm happy. Like we're digging ourselves out of this like COVID hole and like, it's just, you know, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You guys are doing amazing. I know we're, it is, it's good. Everything's good. And I think that, you know, I know a lot of moms struggle and women who are trying to conceive and don't have babies. And I just want you to know that like, it's all going to be okay. Whatever happens, like you're on the right path and that anything is possible. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think that this is probably a really good place to wrap this up. And I would love to thank you again so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It was, I loved it. I loved being able to talk about this and kind of inspire and get the story out and yeah absolutely thank you so much for being so open about it and you know because I think that just like we were saying earlier that you know people don't really talk about this and I want women to you know feel okay feel like it's not their fault and feel like they can talk about it and you never know who you're helping if you talk about something like this yeah and you never know how long people have been struggling with it either. Yeah. So if any of you listening need a person to talk to, either of us are yeah. always here and open ears. <laughs> yes. And so where can people find you too? So if people want to reach out, they want to chat with you, um, hire you, of course, or photography. <laughs> um, Instagram, Facebook, through my website, Bobby Elaine Photography. Perfect. Which I Any which way, yes. <laughs> I'll put everything in the show notes. I'll also put the, um, the book. I wrote it down here. It starts with an egg. Coenzyme yes. 10, 10, which I'm going to actually start taking. Yes. I'm going to order this book too. Um, I'll put that and I'll put all of Bobby's information in the show notes as well. So you guys can reach out, go check her out, give her some love on her photos. Um, and if you're a woman um, of any kind, then you please go ahead and follow her, her uh, boudoir page too. It's amazing. My butt's on there. <laughs> <laughs> and side boob. <laughs> That's side boob we figured out. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks so much, Bobby. It was so great having you here today. Yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome.
If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Sam Perriard with an underscore so I can keep the good stuff coming. See you on the next episode.